This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. The topic for today was suggested by a seminary professor who emailed me. He wrote, Here's a question I wonder if you tackle in your works, or are interested in addressing. What is seeing through the illusion of the self entail for the concept of free will? He continues and says, In his book, Everything is God, The Radical Path of Non-Dual Judaism, J. Michelson calls free will the last gasp of unenlightened thinking. The logic seems pretty clear. If there's no agent, how can there be agency? In the end, one might join with Julian of Norwich when she says of God, There is no doer but he. So, I'd be curious to hear where your experiences and reflections have taken you on on this question, if you are willing to share in a podcast or blog post at some point. Well, there are so many different ways I could come at this question. I have been fascinated by recent research in neuroscience that reveals that our body has already started to act before the brain is conscious of the decision to act. The unconscious body-mind seems to commit to certain decisions before the person becomes conscious of having made a decision. The delay between starting to act and deciding to act is brief, only a second or so, but that's enough time to call into question whether we actually make decisions or whether they are made for us and we are just along for the ride. In other words, if we actually have free will, or whether it is an illusion. I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not competent to judge such scientific experiments. As a seminary-trained pastor, I have explored the theological implications of free will, the divide between Calvinism and Arminianism runs straight through the issue of free will. During my Calvinist phase, I remember reading Martin Luther's book on the bondage of the will and shaking my head in agreement. The absence of free will, at least insofar as we have the ability to be saved or to do good, is the foundation of Calvinist doctrines like predestination and unconditional election and irresistible grace and total depravity. I'm not a Calvinist any longer, but I still consider myself a Christian. Furthermore, I, insofar as I can use that pronoun for practical reasons, have come to know unitive awareness. I have related elsewhere at different points how, most decisively in 2012, it was seen that there is no I that there is no self. Everything is seen as one. And the idea of a separate personal self is seen as a fabrication of the brain. 
and has no objective reality. And yet, that personal self feels real. And we feel like we are that personal self. And we feel like, as a personal self, we make choices. So it feels like it has, or we have, free will. As I was preparing my notes for this podcast and this video yesterday, my wife and I were in the process of making the decision when to bring our cat, Percy, to the vet to be euthanized. As I mentioned in my my last episode, a week or so ago, the vet gave us a prognosis that he only had a short time to live. So we decided to keep our cat for as long as he was not in any discomfort and he seemed to have a, a decent quality of life. But it became very clear yesterday morning that his health was failing rapidly and his life was coming to an end in, a, in the next couple of days. So I brought him to the vet yesterday to make it easier for him. But it was not easy for me or for us, my wife and I. Now, did we make that decision? Did I make that decision? It certainly feels like it. Did I choose when to take Percy to the vet? Or was I just going along with all the circumstances of my life and my body, well, my body and my emotions, and the circumstances concerning a cat were leading me to do. Furthermore, what is this I that was supposedly going along with this decision that my body and emotions, circumstances were making? You know, I have known for a while now that there is no self. Therefore, there's no self to make decisions. Now, decisions are clearly being made by this human organism, this body-mind that I call Marshall Davis. But the self is not deciding. So, is there free will? Well, I would say there is a will. But it is not free. There's no self to have free will. How can something that does not exist have free will? As humans, we are like any other animal on this planet, most notably our primate cousins, the apes. We observe them and they seem to be making decisions all the time to eat or to mate or to fight or to flee and they have a social network and a family society. But we would say the apes are guided by instincts, by the dictates of their bodies and brains and the circumstances around them. We are in the same condition as our ape cousins. We just happen to have larger prefrontal cortexes and uh, an elaborate vocabulary and we have developed a sophisticated sense 
of a personal self. But those are the only differences. We have no more free will than other apes. But there is a difference. We are aware that we are more than our bodies and brains. And we can see that we are not the separate self. And when we see through the illusion of self, we see that we are the whole expressed through this part of the whole. We are the cosmic self, the divine self, the Brahman, the Tao, the universal Christ, whatever our religious tradition or philosophy wants to call it, we are that. We're not separate entities. The separate entities are a part of us, you could say, but we are the whole expressed through these parts. They're not just these individual bodies, but all the other individual bodies. We are the source behind all creatures, all beings. In Christian language, we would say that we are one with the Creator, that we are one with God. So we start talking about God, and would the Christians say that God is free will? Of course. In fact, my Calvinist brethren would say that God is the only one with free will, that everything happens according to God's will. And this is where I am very grateful for all those years that I spent studying Reformed theology, because those Reformed theologians are right in a certain sense. There is only one will in the universe. And it is God's will, and it is free, and we, this is where I go beyond the Calvinists, way beyond them, we are it. We are that free will. Everything that happens is our free will. The free will of us as the source of all. Jesus said, truly I say to you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And yet, we do not see Jesus in the Gospels moving mountains around from place to place like building blocks. Jesus understood that he was the one who put the mountains in his present place, so no reason to move them. That's faith. Faith is knowing that we are one with the prime mover, to use the philosophical term. There's another place in the Gospels that shed light on free will. It is the scene in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night Jesus was arrested. We see Jesus on the Mount of Olives there in the garden struggling with the decision to go to the cross and suffer and die. Every instinct and Jesus' body told him not to go, told him to live. That is the survival instinct built into the body. Yet Jesus was conscious, aware of being one with the Father, as he called God. He knew it was God's will for the body to die at this time. Jesus struggled with that decision emotionally. Finally, Jesus said these words, Father, 
If you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Or as the King James Version puts it, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Did Jesus have free will at that moment? As a separate human self, no. He could not, not go to the cross. But as the universal Christ, yes, he did. Jesus made that decision. And with that decision came peace. Living in accord with our true self and its free will brings peace. When we see ourselves as separate human selves, then life is suffering because there's always a struggle going on inside of us. The will of the small self is at odds with the, the big self. Things do not go as our little self wants them to go. We kick against the goads, as the book of Acts graphically describes it at Paul's awakening, which is often just called his conversion on the Damascus Road. This is a way of saying the life is suffering. Liberation from suffering is to cease to kick against the goads. It is seeing that in reality there is only one will, God's will, and finding peace in that. Inshallah, as Muslims say, it is waking up to divine will and the illusory nature of personal will. Seen from this perspective, we are the embodiment of divine free will. Waking up is seeing that we do not have free will, but we are the expression of divine free will. Jesus said, not my will, but thine. That's the end of suffering. That gave Jesus the courage and strength to endure pain and the cross. So back to the question at hand, do we have free will? Like everything else in non-duality, the answer is a resounding yes and no. Does the personal human self have free will? No. It is a creation of the human brain, has no more free will than a character in a novel or a movie script. We play our roles. The sense of free will that we feel is actually divine free will operating through us. When the character in the, in the story realizes that in reality it is the expression of, and therefore is one with, is the script writer, the author, the grand novelist, the creator, then it is free. As Paul said, we have the mind of Christ. And he says, have this mind in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. As Jesus said, when the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. In this sense, we could say that faith sets us free. Faith is trusting in the divine reality that we see as our true identity. Through faith, our wills are expressions of the will of God. We say with Jesus, not my will, but thine. 
with Paul, we say it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When we accept reality as God's will, as our will, without trying to bend it to the will of our little personal separate self, then we are free indeed. That's it for today. And by the way, my newest book entitled Biblical Non-Duality was just published a couple of days ago. And it's available on Amazon if you're interested. Grace and peace to you now. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.